You're listening to Comedy Central. May 2nd, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. winning actor who plays a presidential candidate in her new movie, Longshot. Charlize Theron is joining us, everybody! <laughs> so excited. Wow, you guys clap hard. It's like you work out. Also, on tonight's show, the North Pole is going Russian, measles are going viral, and Jordan Klepper is here to tell us what he's been up to on the road. But first, let's catch up on today's headlines. <laughs> let's begin with the big news out of Washington where William Barr, attorney general and corporate Samwise Gamgee, was a no-show for his own hearing. A no-show, attorney general William Barr leaves a House committee hanging when it comes to answering questions about the Mueller report. Democrats inch closer to a vote to hold attorney general William Barr in contempt of Congress. The House Judiciary Committee chairman Jerry Nadler opened the morning by scolding the empty chair that was for the attorney general. At least one Democrat chose to use a bucket of chicken to illustrate his opinion of Barr's no-show. Wow. Wow. This congressman brought a bucket of fried chicken to a hearing? And by the way, if you're looking at the black dude right now, you're racist. Yeah. Yeah. Because the white guy brought the chicken. That's who brought it. Yeah. That's Steve Cohen. Memphis congressman and guy with somehow too much hair and not enough hair at the same time. (laughs) Apparently, he brought that bucket of KFC to imply that the attorney general was chicken for not showing up. I mean, at least that's what we assume. It could have just been his breakfast. (laughs) And someone was like, oh, is that KFC some kind of political statement? And he was like, "Mm, huh? Oh, yeah, 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 that's that's what it is. And the drink is because we need to shake things up. (laughs) So, uh, look, this was clearly a stunt, right? Because a bucket of fried chicken isn't gonna get Bill Barr to come and testify. But it will get Donald Trump to come and see Congress. (laughs) Yeah. He saw that KFC bucket and was like, fuel up, Air Force One, we're going to Congress. Like, sir, it's only eight blocks away. You know what, you're right, we'll take the chopper. (laughs) In other news, the crisis on America's southern border shows no signs of letting up. And there's so many people coming in with children that the Department of Homeland Security can't keep up, which is why they've devised a new plan. The Homeland Security Department will soon be giving some migrants DNA tests when they arrive at the border. The pilot program could begin as early as next week, and officials say it's aimed at stopping migrants from falsely claiming to be parents of children who are not theirs. This proposed rapid DNA test will involve a cheek swab. Then in about two hours, results will show whether an adult and a child are actually related. That's right, Border Patrol is taking a page from Maury Povich and DNA testing all families who are seeking asylum at the border. Now, the Trump administration claims this is to prevent human trafficking. Critics say the plan is invasive and it's just to dissuade people from coming over. All I know is this is bound to create a lot of awkwardness at the border. Yeah, because a family's gonna show up after trekking through the desert and the agent will be like, we need to make sure that this is your family. 
And the dad will be like, of course, this is my family. You can test all of us. Isn't that right, Maria? She'll be like, ah, oh, well, don't test Predrito. Uh, <laughs> he spent a lot of time with the mailman. I'm afraid some of his DNA may have rubbed off. <laughs> and by the way, how are they able to do a DNA test in two hours? Like, it takes other services, like, six weeks. You know, I see this and I'm like, forget 23andMe. Americans are just gonna start showing up at the border to get free tests. <laughs> Someone's just gonna be like, um, can you tell me, am I Irish or just an alcoholic? <laughs> and finally, in headlines, there are now more than 700 reported cases of measles in the United States. The most in 25 years. It's showed up in churches, schools, movie theaters, and now it's going on vacation. The cruise ship on the Caribbean island of St. Lucia is ordered to remain docked and quarantined. On the free winds, a vessel believed to be owned by the Church of Scientology, one confirmed case of measles, with nearly 300 aboard. Island doctors are worried the virus could spread to locals if anyone is allowed off the ship. We thought it prudent that we quarantine the ship. That's right, there's no way we're allowing these people to come on the island. It's like, why, because they have measles? No, because they're Scientologists. <laughs> we didn't even know about the measles. Nobody want these space Mormons running around our streets. <laughs> What's that? Somebody made it in already? Sound the alarms! <laughs> so, so, in case you're keeping count, thanks to anti-vaxxers, America now has 700 reported cases of measles in a country where it was eradicated. 700 cases, yeah. Which is one case for every Democrat running for president. <laughs> All right, let's move on to today's top story. <laughs> Russia, America's greatest enemy and home of the world's nastiest salad dressing. <laughs> you may have forgotten that before Russia was hacking your grandma's Facebook page, they were doing actual superpower stuff, like invading countries, overthrowing governments, and beating the shit out of Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and this week, the world discovered what could be Russia's latest top secret plan for world domination. A seemingly tame beluga whale was spotted off the coast of Norway, and this morning, some believe this whale's actually being used to gather intelligence for the Russians. It sounds like something out of a Cold War spy novel. According to reports, the white whale wearing a strange harness appeared to be harassing boats in the Arctic. The straps on the harness also had a logo, reading in English, Equipment St. Petersburg. Some experts believe this beluga whale was trained by the Russian military to be a spy. Okay. <laughs> okay, now I've heard it all. The Russians are training whales as spies? That is next level. And also, I don't think you want a spy that can easily be flipped by just operating at fish, right? Like, think about it. It's not gonna be a good spy. People will just be in the interrogation room like, tell me where it is, and the whale will be like, you'll never make me talk. Anyone want a fishy? <laughs> but the question is, why would Russia have a spy whale swimming around the Arctic in the first place. Well, we'll tell you why in our newest segment, If You Don't Know, Now You Know. Now look, just because this whale was found wearing a Russian harness doesn't necessarily mean he's a spy. Whales are very sophisticated creatures. For all we know, 
He's just into some BDSM. <laughs> ah, and who are we to judge? What you do with your blowhole is your business. <laughs> but the reason people suspect this whale may be part of a crazy Russian plot is because in that region of the world, Russia has been getting up to a whole lot of no good. The Arctic is the newest and most daunting front in the expanding global competition between the US and Russia. These five and a half million square miles are under an intense battle for dominance. Russia has aggressively expanded its military capability in the Arctic, establishing and expanding a northern command, forming Arctic brigades. They even planted a titanium flag on the seafloor beneath the North Pole. Russia planted a flag on the seafloor? That's such a primitive way to claim something. Yeah, it's like a dog peeing to mark its territory, which, by the way, is also dumb. Yeah, I said it, dogs. You heard me. <laughs> Just because you pee on something doesn't mean it's yours, all right? If that were true, I'd own every toilet seat in this building. <laughs> and two trash cans. <laughs> I couldn't hold it, I'm sorry. But that's right, the Russians are trying to claim as much of the Arctic as they can. And they're not just calling dibs, they're willing to fight for it. Moscow recently opened a new military base that is closer to Alaska than it is to Moscow. They call this base Northern Clover. The Russian army has already deployed coastal defense rockets here and specialized Arctic anti-aircraft systems built to perform in the cold. It's all part of Vladimir Putin's long-term strategy to dominate the Arctic. This is the Arctic Brigade. In training in case there's confrontation with Russia's neighbors. The Kremlin has also previously released video of reindeer riding Russian soldiers. Okay, uh, I don't know what's crazier, the fact that they killed the dude in training or that the Russians have reindeer soldiers training for them. And I mean, I guess for the reindeer, it makes sense, you know, because they don't earn enough working for Santa one day a year. So, I mean, no, of course they need a side hustle. And in the Arctic, what are your other options, huh? You either fight for the Russians or you make ads for Coke. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, I've always wondered, why is a polar bear drinking Coke supposed to make us want to drink Coke? I don't get that. Hey, do you also eat dead walrus? Then I've got the drink for you. <laughs> and I know you're probably wondering, why don't we just let the Russians have the Arctic? We don't need any more ice. Todd brought a whole bag. But it turns out, Russia wants the Arctic for the same reason anyone wants anything, money. Across the Arctic, ice cover is shrinking at an alarming rate. Ice melt means rising sea levels, potentially threatening the very future of humankind. But in the meantime, ice-free land and navigation routes in the Arctic mean access to resources is becoming easier. There are significant deposits of oil and gas, as well as rare earths. There are also precious metals, such as uranium, gold, and platinum. Human beings are the dumbest creatures on Earth. We're running around like the world is ending, but in the meantime, gold. <laughs> but yes, the Arctic region is not just the world's largest ice skating rink. Turns out it's also got gold, platinum, and $35 trillion worth of oil and gas. And Russia may be the furthest ahead, but every country in the region is trying to get a piece of that ice. Russia isn't the only country mining for resources in the Arctic. The US Canada, Denmark, and Norway also have laid claims to parts of the polar north. Governments see it as a land of new economic opportunities. We were Iceland's president says the melting Arctic is like discovering a new Africa. Oh, here we go. White people discovering a new Africa, just like they discovered it the first time, huh? It's funny how Western nations are like, 
we're sorry for colonization and assuming that all land is ours for the taking. That will never ever have, what's that, new land? Take it, take it, take it now! <laughs> Quickly, get me a flag! We don't have any flags. Then just pee on everything! <laughs> pee on it all! <laughs> Good luck, Arctic. We'll be right back. The Daily Show. Even though I never liked Jordan Klepper while he was here, <laughs> I'm contractually obligated to have him back to talk about his new show. So please welcome my best friend, Jordan Klepper! <laughs> welcome back, Jordan. Welcome back, Jordan. Never liked, never liked. No, man, that's just me being honest. Welcome back to the show. That's <laughs> Dude, you, we miss you. Do Can you? I just say, we miss you on the show. Are you kidding me? How have oh, you been? I've been good. I miss yeah. coming on the show. Like, I, 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 one minute Jordan Klepper was on The Daily Show, then Jordan Klepper was doing uh, a, a talk show where you were playing a character, like a right-wing character. Yes. And then you stopped doing that, and now you're doing another show. What, like, what changed? What, uh, uh, well, I think you just explained it. I mean, I was doing a show. Do you need me to explain it back to you? Is that what it is? No. I was doing The Daily yes. Show, and then I did another show where yes. I was playing a right-wing character, yeah. and then now I'm doing another show where I'm out into the field. Yeah, but I'm saying, why, why aren't you playing a right-wing character anymore? Well, because the network thought I'd be better, because 11.30's really crowded, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 50 shows, that's There's what like it is. There's like 50 shows now. So now you're moving earlier to have more fun. I'm moving earlier to have more fun. Honestly, it's, so for the last like eight months, uh, you know, I've been trying to keep you updated, but you won't return my calls. <laughs> I do texts. <laughs> yeah, you won't return my texts either. But it, I'm not here to complain about that. <laughs> I feel like you are. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Uh, but I've been out in the world. Like yes. we, wanted, we wanted to, we had the opportunity to go do a show that was about um, stories that don't get told. Right. Out in real America. And we yes. hear a lot about real America. What is real America? What do they care about? They care about a lot of shit. Uh, and it's not just what happens at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yes. And so for the last eight months, I've been out there in the field talking to people. I, I was worried about you though, because I, I saw you doing this new show, and then the next thing I saw a headline says Jordan Klepper arrested. Yes. And then I was like, damn, so you lose a father figure, and now <laughs> you turn to a life of crime. Why were you arrested? This is what, because you won't return my text messages. <laughs> but no, Jordan, you were, you were seriously I was, arrested. I was early, uh, earnestly arrested. I think like, uh, what, what ended up happening is we've been following activist movements. Right. Uh, and there's an amazing group in Atlanta, Georgia, called Freedom University. And it's a bunch of undocumented students and DACA students who can't attend public colleges. Uh, and it's because the Board of Regents down there won't let them. Right. Uh, Georgia is one of the, they have one of the hardest uh, lockdowns on immigration policy altogether. And so Damn. I was down there and I was learning about this program, Freedom University, and myself and pastors and other teachers went to a Board of Regents meeting and we stood up and we protested. And when you do that in the South, they arrest you. <laughs> was, was this your first time getting arrested? It was my first time getting arrested. And you know how they joke about how they'll strip search you and they'll cough yes. to see if something falls out of your anus? It's not a joke. <laughs> That's what they do. Like, right off the bat, you walk in there, I'm like, they're gonna warm up to me, it's gonna be another, like, you go in this line, and I watch other people go in, drop it, cough, and cough twice to see if something falls out of your anus, which to me must be industry standard. Because everybody they ask, two coughs. Two coughs, if you pass the two coughs, you go. Which if I go back and I wanna bring something in, just practice for a few months. <laughs> if you can get past the two cough threshold, you can get anything in jail. 
Uh, and then I spent 12 hours uh, uh, surrounded by faith leaders, other people who were there in general population. And then about four hours in, somebody comes in, they're like, do you have a TV show? And I'm like, I want to stay here with everybody. I want to stay here with everybody. Like, no, I'm told, uh, they're, they're telling me, my boss says you have a TV show, we need to put you in a separate cell. And I'm like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. They take me anyway, they put me in a separate cell. I'm like, all right, you know, this is what happens. You know, I'm a little bit famous. I've been on television. I'll be yes. in a separate cell. About 30 minutes later, they come back in. They're like, you're fine. Go back into general population. <laughs> so, you know, I'm famous, but I'm not that famous. <laughs> Comedy Central is like, if you could get arrested or hurt. I also got into the bayou, and I, got, I sunk in a boat with a, a group of protesters. Yes. Uh, so I was basically in the bayou with a bunch of alligators hiding from the police for half a day as Wait, well. Wait, what was the story? What were you there for? Well, the story was me, Trevor. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, there were pipeline protesters who were yes. trying to stop the building of the pipeline down there. And that's what the, the purpose of the show was me to see. There are a lot of people who are fighting in America, who are on the front lines, yes, who are trying to right. make something happen. And I wanted to see what that looked like. So I went down there. We woke up bright and early, 2 a.m. They have to literally drive an hour and a half to get to the water and then an hour on the boat up yes. the bayou to try to get to where the pipeline is so uh -huh. they can get on land and lock themselves to the pipe. And as we get going there, a police boat chases us, causes a wake, and the boat goes under. And we literally, us, $15,000 worth of equipment and a bunch of protesters, find ourselves swimming to the shore and then literally picking up the camera. And, and we are, I think the word is uh, Let me ask you this. I remember when you told me what the new show was gonna be. And yeah. like, I'm on the road, I'm meeting the people. I was like, how many times did you regret that decision? Because, I mean, this is pretty sweet, you have to admit. Huh? <laughs> Look at this. We have lights, we have air conditioning. This is huh? pretty nice. We have wonderful people here joining us every day. You're in a bayou sinking. I've seen your apartment as well, and it looks nothing I'm, I'm like having... a La Quinta Inn in Killeen, <laughs> Texas. I'm, I'm having a good time, my <laughs> friend. Did, did you regret it, or did it put you, did it connect you more with, like, issues that are taking place in America? I regret it. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think honestly it was it was moving. Like to go out there and see people. Like here, here's the deal: is you know, no matter what side of the aisle you are, you probably look at what's happening uh, in America today, and you want it to change for the better, whatever right. that perspective is. Uh -huh. And I think it was refreshing to go out there and to see people who were trying to change something. And so that. That, that was inspiring to see. Uh, I love being out there. I love being with people. <laughs> Although there was this ennui that uh, set in after a month or so. And I realized, like, after getting to The Daily Show and The Opposition, I was like, what do I miss? It's like, oh, every day I would wake up and walk into a room full of really smart people. We'd craft a take. Yes. We'd write some jokes. Right. The jokes yeah. would be given to me. Makeup would be put on. I'd be put on a suit. The lighting would make me look attractive and uh -huh. not gawkish. Uh -huh. And then I'd be put in front of an audience of 150 people and I'd read those jokes and they'd be told to laugh at those jokes. And I would feel good at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And in the bottom of the bayou, while the police boats are going by and we're ducking, I'm thinking, I miss that. Let me ask you this. Because you're out there talking to these mm -hmm. people, is there anything they said that changed your mind? Is there anything that we'll watch on the show where we go, ha, huh, I never saw it like that? I mean, I think, like, you spend enough time with people and you realize, like, 
you know, on, we, we, we often see the snapshot. Yeah. We see that one thing that we're outraged by. Even guys carrying guns, it's like, oh, you're clinging to your guns. You're injecting fear into a situation. And I do believe that. I disagree with them politically. But you spend more time with any group of people. Right. And you realize they're doing that because they want to better this country. Yes. Um, and I think that is, it's eye-opening. I sat down with, uh, with folks who were pushing back against uh, immigration issues, again, who I don't agree with. But, like, you spend time, you have beer, and you understand a lot of people are dealing with the same problems. Mm -hmm. They're just dealing with it in different ways. And I think if you give them space to make that uh, point of view, then you can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater and disregard the, the point of view that they bring to the table. And I think alcohol makes us friendlier. So well, I mean, that's I think why that the beer helps. The beer is so important. Yeah, that's like a big thing. Before I let you go, uh, one of the moments that went viral recently was you sat down with Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. and you got her to read the Mueller report. I did. When I watched the clip, she genuinely looked like she was having the time of her life. <laughs> was she enjoying it as much as it looked like? A hundred percent. I think there was something really cathartic for her. Like, I, I brought the Mueller report and I knew I would ask her if she wanted to read it. And the, we found somebody who was trying to get her to read the audiobook of the Mueller report. And so we put it in front of her and she jumped on it. And I think it is true. Like, <laughs> that, that thing is, is half full of things she was warning people about 18 months ago. Right. And I think for her to read that and to get the catharsis of telling people, like, it's here in writing uh, is important. I also think the fact that somebody is reading it <laughs> and also that that's seen as a threat to some people. Like, yes. did you hear what Hillary Clinton did? She read the Mueller report. <laughs> people like, are offended by that. Yeah, they're like, I can't believe it. People are reading nowadays. Unbelievable. Well, dude, you know what? I'm excited for the show uh, because this is you doing what you do best, but it's got a lot of hearts. It's funny at the same time. And most importantly, it involves you suffering a shit ton. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. Jordan's new show kicks off May 9th at 10.30 p.m. on Comedy Central, so be sure to tune in. We gotta take a quick break, but don't go away because Charlize Theron will be joining us right after this. We'll be right back. My guest tonight is an Academy Award-winning actor who stars in the new movie, Long Shots. Please welcome Charlize Theron! Wow. Welcome please. back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, are you kidding? It's always a pleasure. And, uh, your new movie. We have to just jump straight into that. I was really impressed. Wow, thank you. Because, two reasons. One, because it's a really funny movie. Mm -hmm. But two, because you said you would never be in a rom-com. You're not a rom-com kind of person. No, I mean, there needs to be like a, a death toll for me to even like read a script. <laughs> That's like the front page? Yeah. How many people die? I'm in. Yes, exactly. That's usually like my bar. But no, I've, I, listen, I've always, I like the genre. Right. I think they're, they're very hard to make. Especially if you want to keep your promise of making something really funny and really romantic. Yes. And I, I, I think we delivered on both. 
No, can I tell you you have? Because this movie's gotten 86% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. which isn't everything, but it's hard to achieve that number. Yeah. Um, no, especially with a, with, yeah. especially with a rom-com, because I yeah. mean, like, rom-coms, it seems like an easy formula, but you gotta be funny, you gotta have, a, gotta have a little bit of heart, and this movie does just that. It's a very familiar story, though. You play a secretary of state uh, who is running to be the first woman president of the United States. Very familiar story. Yeah, I think that happened in Sudan. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and, and in the movie, well, it's, it's a really fun story because you play alongside Seth Rogen, and uh, you guys are basically like this, this duo that's, that's trying to make this thing happen. What's it like playing opposite him? Is, is, he, is he as funny um, behind the scenes as he seems on camera? He, yes. He is really one of the most... He's the, probably the funniest person right. outside of... Uh, June Diane Raphael, who's in this movie too. Right. She's one of the funniest people. I've but, heard she's amazing. Yeah, they, they're, both of them have this natural ability to just not aggressively be on, but just naturally funny yes. at all times. I also want to know who Seth Rogen's agent is. Like, how does he always get movies where he's getting with a gorgeous woman? <laughs> I need to figure that out for my life. I can help you if you want. Yeah, that, like, that seems like a, a, a skill that he has. <laughs> So, 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 so let me ask you this. You, you, you've done a rom-com now. We've seen you in action. We've seen you in drama. Musical? Shakespeare? No, I musical. I want oh, to... oh, should I do yeah. a musical? No, that's never gonna happen. Why not? No, that's... Because I, I cannot sing. You find a way. You're, mm. you, you're the, no, you know what? You're the, you're the kind of person who learns and knows everything. Do you know did, who... you know did you know how to fight before you did Atomic Blonde? No, but I feel like you can learn that. There's a natural... Like, I don't have pitch. Yes, but I feel I like I feel like it's harder to learn how to fight because if you make a mistake no. in a song, your nose doesn't bleed. Well, <laughs> like it's easier to learn. And you, you have not you, seen me sing. And you when, I, when I sing, my nose bleeds. <laughs> when you sing, yeah. your nose bleeds. And, my, and I, my limbs just break. No, that is how bad I am. I'm really dreadful. I'm a dread. You know who ruined it? I think before, like 20 years ago, you could still limp, lip sync. Yes. But uh, Hugh Jackman just destroyed that for. He's an amazing singer. Yeah, I he mean, really is. now yes. that's the bar. No, I think you can learn. I think you're one of those people. <laughs> This, here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people don't know about Charlize is that like you're one of those sure. obsessive people yeah. who sees something and then once you start doing it, you go, "I am going to be the best at this." Like you still do martial arts now. Yeah. Well, I'm about. I'm. I'm two weeks out of uh, shooting a, an action movie in London, so I've been training for the last like three months. Want right. To fight? You wake okay. up at what time? Uh, well, I wake up every morning around five to get my kids ready for school. Yes. I take them to school and right. then I go and train for three, four hours. At, that's just you learning how to fight again. Yeah, yeah. And you don't think you could learn how to sing. You should combine them. You should combine them and do both at the same time. <laughs> no, because your, your voice isn't... Like, Bruce Lee was doing that as a... Whoa, like, you could do oh, that... I ..in the middle of yes. the thing. You could be that... fighting while singing. Do you know what I mean? You know what? I've been thinking this whole time, like, a certain style of singing, but that's a style of singing I can do. Kung Fu, musical, yes. Charlize Theron. Are you kidding me? I'm producing. We're making this, people. Yes. We're yeah. making this movie. So, you're in the world of rom-coms. Uh, you've got an exciting movie coming out that's about Fox News, and you're playing Megyn Kelly, uh, which everybody really wants to see. But while you're doing all of this, you're raising a family, as you said, right? You, you like... You, you do it in the week. You, like, wake up to make lunch for your kids, and then you want to take them to school, and then you have barbecues with them on the weekend. You, you, you realize that's not a normal thing for many super wealthy people, like, waking up and making lunch for their kids. Why do you do that? W what do you mean? <laughs> 
I'm being serious. A lot of rich people are just like, yeah, the kids need food. And then they'll be like, Maria, the kids need food. <laughs> this is a true thing. And you wake up at 5 a.m. Let me tell you something now. When I have all the money that I want, I'm not waking up for shit. <laughs> My kids will be like, Daddy, I'm hungry. I'll be like, that's why you got a chef. I'm not waking up. Why do you wake up? You know, because you want to. Kids, like, kids are, get ready for it. Kids will destroy you. Like, I... <laughs> you just said a like, negative thing is the no, most positive I, thing. No, in the most beautiful way. Yes. They will destroy you in the most beautiful, I mean, the other way, too. Right. Get right, ready right. for that, too. Like, yes. that's a fact. But they, I, I love it. I love it. I, I love waking up and ha having those two hours with my kids. Yes. And making them lunches that they probably throw away at school and have absolutely no appreciation for. You know what um, you should do if they throw away the lunches? A little trick that I've thought of is you should put a little bit of money in the lunches on certain days, but don't tell them <laughs> when. And then if you go like, how was your lunch? And they don't say, and then you'd be like, oh, I put a hundred dollars yeah. in there. You didn't find yeah. it? <laughs> and then every other day, they're just gonna eat the lunch looking okay. for the money. I'm gonna, you should become a dad. You would be great. I don't think I'd like to be a dad. I'd like to be a consultant of parents. <laughs> That's what I would like to do. Yeah, that would be fun. I just tell you what to do with them. Exactly. Yeah, kids are fun when they're not yours. You just get to borrow them, have a good time, give them back. I if just, you ever want well, me to babysit. Why did you do that? Well, Uncle Trevor told me to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, before I let you go, I have to talk about uh, all of the stuff that you're doing in the world with the Charlize Theron Africa Outreach Project. Um, many people don't know this about you, and I was lucky enough to travel with you to South Africa. Yeah, it's an amazing project. I honestly was inspired to start my foundation because of the work you were doing. I saw you going back home to South Africa. I saw you working and like changing people's lives on the ground. And now you found a fun way to do it. Fun for people to, to donate to charity, horrible for you because- Horrible for me. Because if you want to sing karaoke with Charlize, you can now. And we just talked about singing and I didn't even think about that. So you're gonna be doing karaoke with people if they join in. It's for the Charlize Theron Africa Outreach Project and it's also for the National Domestic Workers Alliance. Yes, what, yes. What, is, what is that program? So that's, uh, so I'm doing it with June Diane Raphael who's in the film. She plays my uh, chief of staff in the yes. film and she's absolutely brilliant. We became really good friends. And so I asked her to do this with me so that I could have somebody just to like just ease with. the pain a little <laughs> bit because it's gonna be so brutal. Um, yes, and it's for both of our charities. Uh, and yeah, we, we uh, listen, it's gonna be fun. I mean, either way, I, I don't know how it's gonna turn out, but it's gonna be fun and it's for a good cause. So please go on omaze.com slash longshot and uh, come watch me torture myself. But, 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 but just so people understand what's happening, they get to go out with you. They get to go yes. out and party with you we and go, you drink and, you, and you, you do karaoke. We're gonna go to a karaoke bar and we're gonna play, we're going to play a, a shot game Oh, wow. Yes, Getting that drunk with Charlize Theron, are you kidding me? Yeah, we set up the rules already. It's really fun. And uh, I mean, that's the only way to do it. There's no other way to for me to go and do this. Sober karaoke is very depressing. It was between, yes, it's getting really drunk or having a small lobotomy. Those were my two choices. <laughs> like, I thought, the, the, yeah, the first one was better. Right. And uh, let, let me ask you this. Have you considered that maybe this could be the beginning of a real-life romantic comedy? What if someone who wins really sweeps you off your feet on this, like, karaoke date. And then, because I read in the news, and then everyone texted me about it, that they were like, Charlize Theron, I cannot, no one wants to ask me out. And everyone was like, Trevor, you know her, text her for me. And you didn't text me. Well, what am I gonna text you? What am I gonna say? Yo, yo, my friend John <laughs> says hi. 
Listen, you, you, it you, wouldn't you be the knew, first. But you knew you were causing chaos oh, with that. Did man. you not know? I, How can you, as Charlize Theron, tell the world that you cannot find a man? Did you not know what... That was a stampede. You should have been charged... <laughs> you should have been charged by the fire marshal for that one. I... I and you know what? You're right. I, I brought this on to myself. Yes. Yes. I, I take full responsibility. I can't complain about it. So How many tell John to text you? me. How many people texted you? A few. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I don't know if the karaoke will find you love, but I know everything will go to a good cause. So exciting having you back on the show. Thank you for being here. Congratulations on the new movie, Long Shot. We'll be in theaters nationwide on May 3rd. And to enter to win a night out at karaoke with Charlize and to support her Africa Outreach Project, go to omaze.com slash longshot. Charlize Theron, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.